Audrey's doing their career as a ASMR artist. So welcome to Wiggly's World. This is a podcast about Wiggly and our home. Uh, you're probably all wondering who Wiggly is. Uh, Audrey, can you can you introduce Wiggly for us? Hi, everyone. It's Audrey. <laughs> um, so Wiggly is a sensory toy that I have that's like a little tie-dye octopus. And you can flip between a little sad face and a little happy face. I, I think they're called mood octopus. Yeah. If you want to Google that right now, you'll get a, a picture of either Wiggly or one of their many, many family members. Yeah, so they're really good for, like, nonverbal communication, but they're also just, I, stuffed animals are, bring me joy. They're just, they're just fun, <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah. little, it's become a, a little thing, guy. It's become a thing where, like, you know, we, we kind of joke that, like, Wiggly is, like, our third roommate, like, Wiggly actually owns the house, like, everywhere we go, we put Wiggly on the dashboard, and we're like, oh, like, they're keeping us company, or, like, you know. Yeah, and, um... Oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, we went to uh, we went to Quebec City recently, and for the first time ever, uh, slept in a king bed together. And mm-hmm. we're like, literally, like gave ninety percent of the bed to Wiggly. <laughs> we're like, yo, they deserve the room. They're tired. They need they need a break. Like for for reference, Wiggly's like the size of my palm. Yeah, they're they're very small. Also, Wiggly's pronouns are he they. Um, they're I don't know what sign would you say? Are they a Capricorn? A Cancer? I guess I guess it would come down to like we we met Wiggly for the first time in what like mm, July, maybe like May. So are they a Taurus? You know what? That would make sense because Tauruses are like homebodies, and Wiggly is absolutely the liege of their our domain. Liege of our domain <laughs> with it, like the Wi-Fi is named after them. Anyways, uh, Wiggly is probably going to be. Uh, I'm still figuring out the whole podcasting. They're probably going to be the thumbnail for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So listeners tuning take, in. I took film photos of Wiggly. I don't know if you, you saw already. me do it. You did. Okay, that's news to me. That's news <laughs> to all of us. Yeah, welcome to Wiggly's world. I'm Audrey, and I'm Dan, and we're starting a podcast. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah, so so let's talk a bit about about why we're deciding to to start our podcast. I, I we were kind of talking about this earlier, like you know, thinking about what social media has become. I think that's what we're we're talking about today. Like I remember it starting out as this like oh a cool way to keep in touch with friends, like connect with your friends from high school stuff like that. And it's it's really not become that. Like I feel like before it was like you know days of like I'm I'm really old for for reference. <laughs> Uh, Audrey and I are a couple years apart and I remember the days of MySpace where it was like it wasn't so much like you were gathering a following as it was like you know you would send your MySpace just to your closest friends you know mm-hmm. and well I didn't have MySpace yeah that's true that's <laughs> true um, but kind of like the idea of like you know I'm not going to be putting this on my socials I don't think you no. are either Audrey uh, and we just want to kind of send this to like our close friends, you know, maybe have a couple of them on just just a way to like connect. Yeah, I think like how I'm seeing it is it's kind of like a newsletter. I I think it's a really nice way to, you know, I take a lot of photos. I'm starting to take film photos again. And I really like having memories of things. I like documenting things. It's always been important to me. And I just felt like this would be a nice break from feeling like I have to like share and post all the time and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, you literally have like 
tons of audio years. So <laughs> yeah, for, for reference, I'm sure everyone who's tuning into this probably knows this personally, but like I am a musician. Uh, I'm probably not going to talk about that a lot on here because I'm over the whole side hustle, promote yourself culture. I just got to talk about me and my life. But yeah, I do have, as we were discussing, way too many microphones and cables and mm-hmm. gear. You know, our, our side table right now is a like uh, a 6U rack unit. Uh, any audio nerds out there will know what that is. So like, that's our coffee table. There's gear inside of it. But, you know, talking about like we were saying with what this podcast is and with what social media is and all that, t- tell, tell me a bit about like, What's your thoughts on that? Art? Well, well, I guess start, starting with, I know you're, you've been talking about maybe taking a break uh, from Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you even put in your bio, like, I'm on summer break. I'm not going to be on here. Bye. Like, yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot recently and, you know, I'm 23, almost 24 now. So like I grew up in high school on Instagram and I grew up, you know, also in that time when Snapchart, snap, Snapchart, <laughs> Snapchart. When, sounds like something where you share like your like medical records or something. <laughs> anyway, so I, you know, I was in high school when Instagram and Snapchat were becoming really big and people were sharing even though we were all in the same high school, we were all sharing like lunchtime, like, you know what I mean? And, and, and that sounds so weird for me. Cause like I said, like we, we have a couple, we're four years apart, right? Like you're, you're 23, I'm 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of our birthdays are very soon, but like, I feel like that's just the we gap. We just missed like a switch over between your high school experience and yeah, mine. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like, you know, I didn't, come up with Instagram, you know, like that became a thing like in university. So Mm -hmm. it's weird to hear like that was your high school experience. Like I can't even imagine high school is weird enough where we all had Facebook, you know, or like I said, MySpace at the very start. I can't even imagine how weird it would have been to like, like I said, Snapchat in high school. That just sounds like what, what was, what was that even like? I mean, well, like when we were talking about doing this episode, I was kind of thinking beforehand, like I've always been a really like creative person and I really liked making things and I've had a lot of different social media platforms and not as in like a big following but as in there's been lots of opportunities to try out different mediums of making things so like I when I was growing up you know my dad took a lot of photos so I I learned how to take photos and we would do that together, but I w- we weren't showing them to anybody. It was just like, oh, I really like taking, you know, nature photos. And I wasn't sharing it, but I was having a lot of fun so with like it. So it's a private hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, I, what else did I do? I pretended I had a radio station for a while when I was a kid. And now, now you do. <laughs> you know, like at open houses when, I don't know if it's still like a thing, but there used to be like on the signs, like if you would drive by open houses, it'd be like, tune into this specific radio frequency and you can hear a snippet about the house like do you remember that I, I grew up on the country that's too high tech for okay. us I didn't have that okay so I mean if you're like a close friend you're watching this you know my dad's like a huge like audio technician nerd and he had this like this radio box where we had a specific home frequency so he would set me up and let me just like for the afternoon, I, I, I thought I had an audience and you I, might have. You might have. and I would sit there and I would like play 
you know, the MP3 files I had downloaded, I'd be like, next up, give me, give me, give me by ABBA. <laughs> and I would just like do that for hours. And I thought it was so fun. So like I grew up around, you know, trying to navigate like social privacy on the internet and also navigating every, like the introduction of sharing everything. Because it sounds interesting, even like, I mean, going to like your radio show, you know, like I feel like, like if you were doing that as a kid now, you'd like have an Instagram page, yeah. a, a TikTok, you'd probably like, you know, thousands of people would be like, if not tuning in every week, like, look at, at this little like 10 like, yeah. year old radio host was I, like, no, I was just like playing around because I was bored and it was like July. Yeah. And it's weird. There's like now those like niche little private moments aren't, aren't private anymore. Yeah. And like, just to like continue, you know, my saga with the internet, I got into high school, um, got Facebook for the first time and was introduced to the world of like, you know, posting statuses, like, and yeah, so I was introduced to that for the first time. And like, you know, the whole, I guess, like culture of, oh, you only have a hundred Facebook friends. I have 300 Facebook friends. Oh my gosh, like when you start comparing, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, yeah. And, you know, being like, oh wait, who haven't I added on Facebook yet? Oh, there's a new kid at school. Let's add them on. Like, it was always like, oh, let's poke each other. Like, you remember that? I remember And like waving and it was just weird and clicky. And, you know, I was like an awkward kind of shy teenager and like being introduced to this world of like, Sharing everything. Sharing everything was Everyone so interesting. Everyone competing for, like, at the time, Facebook friends, but then it quickly became how many Instagram followers, mm-hmm. you know, TikTok, Snapchat. I don't really, I wasn't really on Snapchat. I don't mm-hmm. know how followers worked on there. Yeah, and I also remember, like, I guess the year or two following, everybody had Instagram, and I was like, wow, this is so cool because I love taking photos. And it was really fun for me because, you know, a lot of the time to, like, fill my time on the weekends, I would take photos and then I would post them on Instagram. And I then had a different blog where I would post like recipes and nature photography. And I would post like, you know, like product reviews. And it was a very small blog, but I really liked doing like the photos for the posts. And that was really fun. And I, I think I had like 15 followers, but it was really fun. And I think, you know, hearing myself even say that I'm realizing the times that I've been like, this is so fun have been the times where I'm like, not like, Oh my God, I like have to post every single day. Like, yeah. Well, like, I feel like, especially as, as a musician, like I feel like, uh, I had so many times, you know, I'd be working with agents and promoters and all these mm-hmm. media companies and stuff. And there's so much around like the algorithm, the, the dreaded algorithm, ba 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 ba. But like, you know, it's like, oh, you have to post every day, you know, there's call to action, there's mm-hmm. engagement, there's like all these different categories of posts and which ones you do on which day. Like it, it gets really overwhelming and almost like it yeah. takes the fun out of it. Oh you my know? gosh. I, I, you know what? I hadn't even thought about bringing this up, but I used to work as a social yeah, media manager. The industry. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I'm just kind of following my timeline, but so, you know, went through high school with like. Instagram, Facebook, I had Twitter, you know, figuring out, you know, how I felt about social media, but still feeling like, oh, like this is a thing I do now. Like I, I feel that I want to keep people updated and post often. 
and all my friends are posting often and sharing what they're doing, what they're eating for lunch, you know, where they are, um, who they're hanging out with. And then I guess I like graduated high school and had my little like recipe photography blog. And then I started making YouTube videos. Um, so like, like I've said, I've always really loved making things. And another thing I really loved was making little videos and editing them and picking music for them. It was really fun. And surprisingly, I never amassed a following on any of these things I'm mentioning, but I think I had like a hundred subscribers and I had a lot of fun. I think I was very vulnerable on that channel at like the age of 18, like talking about, you know, moving out of my parents' house for the first time, um, being a vegan for the first time, meeting, like hanging out with friends. And I even ended up like meeting up with somebody that I met through like the like vegan YouTube space. And like, we hung out in Toronto like twice and had a great time. And it was just really cool. I was like, Oh wait, I can make like friends online. Mm -hmm. And you know, there were ways to not, not great ways to make friends online. Like, I don't know if you remember (laughs) the app kick or like Omegle, stuff like that. Where like, I remember those. I think back on some of the questionable maybe men that were too old who were deciding they wanted to also be on Omegle. And like, you know, the, I guess that also like just in that is, you know, the introduction of the whole issue of internet privacy and security mm-hmm. and like, you know, me not having any guidance or training on, no, maybe don't go on kick at, you know, 2 a.m. And <laughs> I just, just see who's there. Yeah. And, you know, obviously it wasn't my fault, like, I I didn't know how social media worked when I was, you know, discovering it for the first time. But I think a lot of people have similar stories of like, hmm, remember when Tumblr was like really... Oh, man. We could go on for days about these kind of stories of like the missteps we've made along the way especially like not only was was it new to us and we were young like Mm -hmm. it was new it was new to the world like the world didn't really know Mm -hmm. how any of these platforms were working or like what their impacts would be or yeah and like digital footprint all of that and then I around the age of 18 got a contract position as a social media manager And it ended up being a job that I did for two and a half years. But I worked with this startup. They basically wanted me to like run social media experiments with like, you know, seeing what hashtags work, seeing, you know, how often I post, when I post. I was basically doing, it was the startup that started as a social media platform for university students to connect. And it was like this mix between like Reddit and Tinder and Twitter kind of. And a a lovely mix already at the gate. (laughs) And it was like an in, a very interesting experience, um, a very interesting experience also being like 18 and somehow working at a startup where everybody was like, you know, had a degree or was doing a co-op and I just was there and I was learning, like I was like very, very minimally tra- like learning about coding and, you know, the people who were developing the app were like really interesting to talk to, but it was also interesting, you know, that my job was then... To discover these things I that am people do- yeah. were just starting yeah. to discover, you know? Like, if you look at my screen time from that time, it would have been alarming because a lot of my day was spent on Instagram and, you know, the app that was trying to be another prominent social media app, which, you know, it did have, like, a lot of users at the time. Like, I was moderating. I was, like, deleting hateful posts. I was trying to figure out what trends. Like, I was 
doing trend reports and spreadsheets on memes. Like, I remember this was the time... Like, when you try to explain memes to, like, people too old to know what memes are. Do you remember, like... Yeah, there were certain memes at the time that were, like, super prominent... And I would literally have to like stand up in a little like Friday meeting and be like, so this week, this meme has made it onto the app. And they'd be like, what does this mean? I'm like, like courage wolf or something like that. <laughs> it was, yeah, I guess that was around the time of those types of memes with like that, like big white text. But yeah, that was an interesting experience. And I remember even talking to like, um, I guess like my main like boss who was like, you could write a thesis on this at this point, Audrey, like <laughs> on like how university students interact with social media when it's a small group of their peers and they're on like this new app like it was so interesting and you know I like throughout those two and a half years like I ran a lot of like fun experiments and I I did have a it was an office job and it wasn't you know a long-term fit for me but it was really interesting actually like getting paid to like experiment with what hashtags I used to promote their stuff it was very interesting And I think that kind of changed my relationship with social media for a while. Like, I feel like around that time, I don't even know if I was posting as much. Because it almost sounds like going back to like, you know, you hosting a radio show as a kid, taking photos mm -hmm. for fun. Like, it feels like it maybe like took some of that joy out of it. Like now since you've like peeled back the curtain, now you've seen the inner workings of it. You're like, ew, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I... I think that changed things for a while. And then um, I worked at a, you know, I worked at some small businesses where like having a social media page was like really big and like, you know, taking product photos, stuff like that. And so like, I think when I've had where I'm working impacted by my social media, I end up not wanting to post as much because it, it feels like It's weird it's become so corporate, you know, like. Yeah. And you know, even Instagram now, like where the notifications are, if you click on that, it's now the shopping tab, and that's absolutely intentional. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird how commodified and commercialized these platforms have become. Mm-hmm. You know, like, even though we were, we were talking earlier about, you know, TikTok mm-hmm. and how we're both really enjoying that platform. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel it's as capitalized on, but it's like... It still is. It still is. It's just like, you, you can know, find pockets of it that aren't. Instagram's just had, like, a five-year head start on that. Like, I always yeah. talk about, like... You know, you'll see like some construction workers truck with an Instagram handle like printed on the back. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that to me is like, mm-hmm. okay, this has become too commercialized. Like, yeah, we don't see that for TikTok yet. I dread I mean, the day it happens. Like, I both think that TikTok is for the average person, like a bit more anonymous. Like my Instagram or my TikTok name is something a bit more random it's not associated with my name it's harder to find it's like you know just goofing it, it almost feels weird to me like when someone i know irl like mm-hmm. follows me on twitter on uh, sorry not twitter when there's <laughs> someone TikTok. from someone from the real world follows me on tiktok like, don't almost, perceive me <laughs> i'm almost like it kind of throws me off i'm like you know i get all these random followers just because like i'm posting about bass or everything mm-hmm. like i get like my bud jimmy joe bob or whatever and i'm like too like what are you doing on here like it almost makes me worry like you know there's some people even that like if they were to follow me i'd be like oh man no, i don't feel you. like i can post the stuff i post yeah. now like they don't need to know that side of me <laughs> yeah and especially you know once you make it onto like queer communist frog tiktok like As you're you're starting to see 
if you really look through the comment sections and people who are engaging with, you know, more niche content, you start to see people's usernames are so obscure. Like it will be like 42069, like Charlie Swan's left butt cheek. And it, I like genuinely see usernames like that a lot. Because, because a lot of times you don't want it to be like Daniel Giuseppe Corrigan, the bass player from Montreal. You want it to be like, no, no, no. I don't want anyone to find me on here. Mm-hmm. I only want like the true besties to know I'm here, you know? Yeah. And you know, you can post things on just friends um, but like kind of segueing into like, you know, talking about TikTok, I feel that for me, and then I guess we could like, oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about, even with, you know, how living through a pandemic has impacted how mm. we interact with social media. I feel because like that's like, a whole other episode is like pandemic. Yeah. Stuff. I feel like I want to touch on like a little bit before going into like more how I feel about TikTok, but like. I wasn't on TikTok before March 2020 and TikTok was musically and it was around, but it has, you know, gained a ton of followers through being in the house board. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah. like it, it kind of in, a, in an era where everyone was so disconnected, it was this very visceral platform of like, you just film like you living in your mm-hmm. house so raw and authentic it's so mon- and everyone just like, shares mundane. with each other. It feels very like you're all just hanging out in the same living room together. Yeah, and I think something we talked about the other day was like when like I was, you know, in like high school on Instagram, everybody was posting from like their like potato iPhone 3, you know, with like a 100% on Valencia filter, (laughs) like, you know, here's my avocado toast. And that to me, it it was so wholesome and like funny and everybody used the preset filters. And and now like everything on Instagram is like shot through like a DSLR, like 4K resolution, (laughs) like drone footage yeah and you know what i i think something important too is similarly to facebook i now feel that for me instagram and facebook similarly like i use them to like talk to people and keep in touch with people and i have like a finsta with very very few followers where i'll post like actually you know like more like intimate life updates like oh like we moved to montreal or you know like oh, here's this funny thing that only this niche group of like 15, 20 people is going to like enjoy. And I don't want, for some reason, I have like 700 followers on Instagram. I don't, you know, necessarily want people from my homeroom in grade 10 to <laughs> yeah. see, you know, my personal life updates. Exactly. So like, like where, do you, where do we stand now then? Like kind of circling it back to like, you know, this idea of like so many people talk about a social media detox or like mm-hmm. leaving Facebook, leaving Instagram, you know, I mean, there's some people who just like really extreme, like, oh, I'm deleting every app. I'm mm-hmm. like, I've seen people go back to like a flip phone. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know I've done a few detoxes and I kind of like try to pace myself with social media. Like, where, where are you at in terms of like, what what do you think is a, is a good balance or where are you at now? What are you thinking of doing like as far as taking breaks from social media? So... That's what I'm trying to currently figure out. And, you know, it it might be that somebody could hear them be like, it's not that deep, like, just take a break. But when, you know, you've been on social media and felt... Your entire life. You know, for, you know, the the growing up in high school and into my 20s and doing it for a job and getting paid to do it and getting paid to help do promotional photos for, like, 
you know, uh, like local brands from my hometown, it's, you know, and writing little articles for my hometown. Like I've done stuff like that. And then when that's mixed in and you've been doing it for so long and you feel pressured to post, I think I have just kind of reached like a point where I'm like, okay, is this fun anymore? Yeah. And for yeah. me, TikTok is fun. I got on TikTok around the like first quarantine, March, 2020. I have a pretty like random, fun, silly username. And I make little, you know, like aesthetic, cute TikToks once in a while that get, you know, like a hundred views. And it almost feels like, like a photo album. Like, mm-hmm. you know, instead of us having like a photo album on our shelf, it's like, oh, just go look at Audrey's TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Know? And, you know, it's a lot of fun for me. Like, you know, kind of like I've said, I've always really loved making things. And I think I really do cycle through different avenues of making things. And right now for me, it's really fun to collect video clips of me and you know sometimes you like having fun and exploring and enjoying the summer and you know making good food and having that immortalized in a way where I'm like oh you know what like I I want to get nostalgic about this past summer like oh look at all the fun things we did and that's fun for me and I think where I'm standing with Instagram right now is like I have had the opportunity to meet a lot of really lovely people through Instagram who like, you know, would come into like my old jobs and be like, oh my God, like want to hang out? Yeah, let's add each other on Instagram. And like, we would still message each other and, you know, kind of keep up with each other's lives and be like, oh my God, like, congratulations, you got a new job. You know, like we kept up with each other's lives. And to me, that's important. And I really love connecting with people. And, you know, some of these people I've even moved on to, like, we send each other Christmas cards, like physical Christmas cards. And, you know, that's like... The, that's the ultimate media there. Like, throw your phones in the trash. Mm-hmm. I'm, go- I'm writing letters from now on. Yeah. And I could go into the whole, you know, uh, social media's impact on your self-esteem and all of that. But I think that's a whole other can of worms. But, like... Um, I mean, I think think Bull Burnham's inside does a very good job of like capturing growing up with social media and how that. And has he has a following, his, but like, like he he clearly doesn't make it seem like a good thing for his mental health. He yeah, definitely makes it seem very, yeah. you know. And it, I I do think taking breaks is important, and you know, even in twenty twenty became, you know, the rise of the infographic. I think you know, more than anything, I started seeing everybody post infographics, including myself. And, you know, as I think they're simultaneously extremely like helpful. And, you know, I have, I know I have people on my Instagram who follow me, like some older family members and stuff, or, you know, like people just, you know, varieties of people who would like benefit from seeing certain infographics. I benefit from seeing certain infographics. It's helpful to like continue to learn and grow from them. And at the same time, they're infographics. So, you know, sometimes they're not accurate or they become outdated information very quickly or you post the infographic and you're like, oh, well, I know about that now. It's like, no, we have so much work to do. I saved the world. I saved the planet. I posted about climate change. It's like, okay, but like, what are you actually doing? And like, I genuinely have never posted an infographic like with the you know, direct intent of being like, I know everything about this. Here it goes. Like, this is on my story. But, you know, it can come across that way and it can, you know, become a thing where you're like, I have to post an infographic on everything. And as helpful as it is, and I still will, you know, always like 
when I return to posting in a while because I'm taking a break of posting. Um, I, I would like to keep posting ones I find that are important, but I also think you need to pay attention to like listening to lived experiences of people and also reading and, you know, making sure your sources are valid Mm -hmm. and accurate. And I appreciate how infographics have helped me learn about a lot of, you know, social issues. But at the same time, I feel like you need to step back a bit and actually be like, okay, let me learn about this more or listen to people with limited experience or pay people, you know, pay for their book, pay for you grow their a education. lot more from a book than an infographic. That's definitely true. I think it's what, what I'm trying to say is it's a wonderful catalyst to get you introduced to social issues you might not be aware of. But I think it's, you know, equally as important to not think that posting an infographic means like, okay, I know everything about this. Cool. Like, because you probably don't <laughs> unless, you know, you have lived experience with it or... Yeah. You know what I'm saying. It's, it's a it's a gateway into It's a gateway more into more information and I think it's important to not stop there. Um and also, you know, we're all learning people, we're all growing people and students forever. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. basically, what I'm doing right now is I am taking a break from posting because it was making me really anxious feeling like I needed to post on social media and I think that's perfectly valid given I grew up on social media and I've never actually taken a break. And I'm still like popping on here and there to like, you know, view some like friends stories here and there. But at the same time, it's just felt really valuable to me to step away for a little bit. You know, I just moved to a new city. I am starting school in a couple of weeks. I'm starting a new program. And I think I will, you know, be available on it, especially when I start to meet people through my school, through my program, through clubs at my school. I think it's valuable to be like, oh, I really want to connect with you. Okay, let's follow each other on Instagram or let's add each other on Facebook so that, you know, sometimes you don't want to give somebody your number or you want a way that isn't like by carrier pigeon to be able to be like, hey, actually, would you like to like hang out later? I'm going to this thing. I'm going to this jam. Like, I'm all for carrier pigeons, but yeah, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that that kind of like really explains like what a healthy relationship with, with social media looks like. And, you know, I'm working on it. Definitely. I think something we're, we're all working on, especially like, I just want to interject if I can with like doom scrolling. Oh, like yeah. it's don't, don't doom scroll guys. You know, just, sometimes you doing it, silly, over. goofy mood. I forget that it's 2am and I found that I've been on TikTok <laughs> and I've had that person pop up a couple times. Who's like, hold on, you've been scrolling for way, way too, too long. long. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. So like, it's very like stimulating to like, you know, keep scrolling and be like, oh, that's a good one. That made me laugh. Keep scrolling. And it's something I'm trying to learn to have more balance with, especially yeah. becoming a full-time student again. Yeah. So I think that's that's pretty much it for- I could talk forever. Yeah, I think that's good for- <laughs> I'm a big for talker. So, so yeah, so- 
that's our that's our thoughts on on social media and what this podcast is which is yes yes a social media but also no like i'm not putting this on my socials yeah and i think just the besties if you're listening to this you are a bestie you're, probably you're one of wiggly's besties one of Wiggly's besties. Yeah. And, We're all living in Wiggly's world. And, and you probably found out about this podcast, like we said, through Carrier Pigeon. We're, we're going yeah. to contract a few at the end mm-hmm. of this. and uh, Wiggly have, has eight arms. So. That's true. They're, they're going to send eight invites to our eight closest friends. Yes. Congrats if you're listening to this. Um, what was I? I was going to say something. So you know how I was talking about how like, you know how every millennial has a podcast now? <laughs> like, I don't think... A large group of people doing the same thing means that it's like, you know, another person with a podcast. Like, if you genuinely enjoy this format and it's fun for you, if lots of people like it, maybe podcasts are just great. I I like it because it's, I feel like 2018, it was like this kind of fever of like everyone getting into podcasts being like, oh, Mm -hmm. I got to like start a podcast, promote a product, blah, blah, blah. Like trying to like create like this like big like corporate side mm-hmm. hustle thing and now it's gone to the point where like so many people have one that like if you have a podcast it's like okay like yeah that's cool like yeah. i like that it's become so of just a nonchalant like i could just call up any of my friends and be like yo i'm doing a podcast you want to be on it? it's almost like an excuse to hang out and yeah you probably will do that and like i think it's just another kind of medium for connecting with people for documenting things for you know growing as a person and making, you know, fun art and projects together. Mm-hmm. And I feel this is the point where like, I, I would say thanks for listening. And like, you can email us here or whatever. Like if you listen to this, you probably have my contact. Mm-hmm. If not, I don't know, Google me. And <laughs> if you really, really need to reach out and you haven't gotten my contact information, just Google my name. There you go. Yeah. And you know, on my end, um, I think I probably will actually put up like a story or something being like, I'm going to step away for a bit. Like a close friend story. Yeah, probably. I think it's going to be like a little story that's like, I think I'm going to step away for a bit before school starts. Enjoy the rest of my summer. Um, But I am available to talk. I am available if people reach out. And I, I have been trying to also reach out to people and, you know, have that balance. It's... I found that it's probably been one of the most difficult parts of life during a pandemic is balancing, reaching out and all of that. And I am available by carrier pigeon. I'm available by, uh, I don't know, we could write each other voice memos and put them on SoundCloud or 8Tracks and, you know, like we could talk that way. But I will be around and, you know, I care about my besties listening and, and yeah. we'll we'll see you all on SoundCloud. Scott.